We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy and Wyatt. We hope you uh, have listened to us before in the past because we like to talk about sports and money and all things in between. If you have any questions about anything we say today, believe me, it feels like one of those days you will. Please reach out to us at loansfromtroy.com or give us a call at 855-299-HOME. And as always, I don't know if I should announce this today, this segment is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where we turn houses into homes by financing the American dream. And we'd like to welcome our special guest, Jenna Dubon. Good morning. 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 All right. So, you know, hey, guys, this is um, an interesting time in the world of sports, as in we are post- COVID pandemic shortage, and a lot of people are stepping out all over. The NFL has announced that 2021, they're expecting full capacity in their stands next year. Full capacity. Full capacity. The you know, And so we did see that the um, salary cap dropped 10% this year. Dropped. That's the first year in like a decade that it hasn't risen by 10%. So... You know, stands are important in the right. NFL. We, that makes sense. I, yeah, didn't you didn't really think about it? I think that they really thought that the TV money was really all they needed, but now they understand how important the fans in the seats are. Sure, and so they are going to do whatever they can. We've heard other states that are start to issuing the the vaccine passport. Uh, so there's a lot of evolution of this post crisis pandemic. I mean, we're still in the tail ends of it, but we're, the crisis aspect of it has passed. So people are trying to figure out how to get back to it. And so it's it's an interesting time. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, also, you think about when people go to games, uh, they're actually buying jerseys and stuff to go to the game. And they sell a lot of jerseys at the game. So, yeah. and, you know, don't forget about the $15 hot dog. Oh, yeah. And the $10 beer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, little, <laughs> there's a lot of money on that $15 hot right, dog. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, of course. And then, I mean, what was it? Uh, remember when it was the Mets? Not the Mets, the Dodgers that sold, and the parking was the most important aspect that they fought over. Who got to keep the parking? Right. I mean, so yeah, tons of money is made there locally at the games. Yeah, but it also the local economies, like the University of Texas. I mean, you got to think there's thirty thousand people that come to Austin for a football game. Just come to Austin. Right. Right. And so you that's know, all the business. States. That's all the, the the income that comes from that eating and yeah. So I mean, right. it's very important and it's exciting to see this. So uh, as y'all know, I've uh, I've I'm. There's a lot of decisions as to vaccinate or not to vaccinate. You know, I'm ex-military. I've already been vaccinated with everything that the world has had to offer you twice. So I'm not really concerned about it. So I'm all about vaccinating and moving on with it. Uh, you know, but I think that uh, it's going to it's gonna soften that hard line for a lot of people that are like, I don't want to get vaccinated. Well, you know, I mean, we were just talking about that before the show with Jenna. You know, it's like, you know, in New York, you can't go to a public venue without a vaccination passport. So... You know, those are the things that you got to start thinking about, but it's good times. I think that it's it's a step towards pre-pandemic normalcy. Right, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, you know, and on mm. the good news, I mean, you know, we had the, you know, ex-Longhorn, you know, Colt McCoy, who has finally left teams that I hate because so, he was on the, the Redskins for years. Which and then, is, you know, a Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> and then moved to the Giants. I'm like, Right, really? which another Cowboys yeah. nemesis, sure. And, and so now he's moved to the Cardinals, which is he's behind Kyler Murray. So I'm like, yay, you know, um, I am actually can cheer for him and – we were doing the numbers. He's played like 12 games. And he's made almost $20 million. We're playing 12 games. Yeah. So he's doing a lot of practice. It's a lot of practice. And you're, I mean, still, you're still leaving your, your family for games and stuff. So you're, it's not like you're sitting at home. It's not like those 12 games, <laughs> the other games he's sitting at home. I mean, he's, he's out and about. But, I like how we're trying to justify this. <laughs> but he still made $20 million. $20 million. That's not chump change. Now you got to think the government got half. So, I mean, he only brought home 10 Okay. You know, so half. Yeah. You think half? Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's how much it gets. <laughs> so, um, if you you know, everybody talks about I want my kid to grow up to be a lawyer or a doctor or the president. Right. I want my kid to be a backup quarterback. Right. To never get hit, never step on the field. And make twenty million. Chase Daniels has made over thirty million dollars. He's not even six foot tall. That's crazy. <laughs> It's crazy, I but, think, but then I, then you then you have your other quarterbacks are making one hundred and fifty, right? But yeah, but you know, but look at Brett Favre; he can't even tell us today's date. Oh, you know, with all the concussions he's had. So I mean, you know, I mean, but then you then you have, but you're right. I'm Tom, just, Tom Brady though he's not he's not looking too bad. No, but okay, you can't compare Tom to anyone else true. in this the is world. True. This is anyone true. else this in is the true. world. You know, but. Uh, with everything, even the uh, the baseball season's about to start. Well, heck, it started. Um, so that's very interesting. They're the Rangers. Are, they are talking about full capacity. So full capacity for them would probably be like what 15 percent, because that's about how many fans will show up. For <laughs> well, they do have so many. You're right. Right. Um, you're right. <laughs> I mean, except for except for when it comes to playoffs and stuff, you get a full house. But right. you're right. Yeah. They have so many games, you can't go to all of them. Well, and then you, but who's who's going to go to a Rangers game? Did I will. Did y'all oh. catch the silence? Yeah, I did. I, I love the Rangers. I, I, uh, the Colton loves the Rangers too, but that's about it. It's a good game. I mean, yeah. it's a good team. Yeah. I mean, if they're playing the Astros, I would go. Right. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I like them both. I'm just kidding. I like to them all both. my Rangers fans out I like there, them both. You know, um, if they make the playoffs, I would definitely support them as a Texas team. But, you know, obviously that's, I mean, I mean, right. something wrong with Dallas. In their sports right now. No, well, it, Texas, all in general. <laughs> if you go back to to, to to football as well, Dallas Cowboys. That's what I'm saying. The uh, poor Mavericks. Yeah, Houston, yeah, the I mean, Rangers. Mavericks, it's just, Rangers. it's yeah. a tough time to be from Dallas and, and, and be a fan mm-hmm. of that community, of those sports right now. Right. I mean, I mean, but they're the, all in rebuild. But the good news is, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit last week, is we are getting our own professional soccer team here in town, and I can't wait for that. Are you going to go? I, no. Why? <laughs> no. I was going to try to say something, no. but, you know, you know, authenticity is very important, I sure, think, and so, sure. no, I'm just not a big soccer guy. Okay. I mean, you know, World Cup, like, if, you know, they're in the last quarterfinal or something, I might watch, but that's yeah. really, I'm just not. It's I mean, not. I just, okay. nothing, you know, uh, and it's, and believe me, it's me, not the sport, because sure. it's literally the most popular sport in the entire world, so I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I just... Well, I just can't get into it. Realtors like Jenna are, are helping us bring a lot more people into town. Uh, we're gonna have a, a bigger population. Uh, oh, yeah. y- y- there's gonna be other professional sports coming as well. Oh yeah, and from, that's exciting. From that's- my understanding, they sold out season tickets in that stadium in like the, the first day they opened it up. For so I mean, it's there. There's no real seats left. You're buying from scalpers. From my understanding, right. that's been a while. Um, so I mean, I, I you know to 
don't know if some people have backed out or what the final numbers came out, but that was kind of the initial input that they sold all their seats out. Right. So it's a great sport, and it's great for the economy. It's great for Austin. It's like you said, it's a professional sport with some big time talent. They're not going to be able, the first game's going to be what late April, uh, June, late June, yeah, because yeah. because the mm. the season starts, but the stadium's not ready, not ready yet. Yeah, and so that's exciting. I mean, it's exciting. Now, I do. We have discussed this before. I do think their jerseys are just god awful ugly. I I love green. Jenna, <laughs> do you like the, the color green? It's, uh, no, it's the no? straight down stripes and the big yeti, and no. it's just god awful ugly. I'm yeah. But I mean, that's me. Yeah. Well, it's not you. I like green. I like the color. I'm going to be there. Um, you know, we 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 went by there on the the uh, uh, train the other day. So there's like a train stop. So you can actually get on the the metro. It stops right by the stadium. So uh, for all you people who are are living in Leander Cedar Park, it's easy to get there. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I did just, and we'll be moving into the real estate section here in a minute. But I did just see. The Apple College or, or it's crazy. University. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's like, it, it's huge. It's in the middle of nowhere right. as far as the, the tallness of it. So it's just, you're driving off of, uh, you know, the new th- uh, Loop One. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's just, just big buildings being created in the middle of a bunch of trees. Welcome to Austin. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot going on. And we'll definitely move into that segment in just a minute. But that's going to be a lot of fun. You have been listening to the... Home team with Troy and White. If you have any questions about anything you hear today, please reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com. You can also give me a call at 855-299-HOME. And we do have the Facebook. The Facebook. Which is the Home Team 512. And we'll see you in just a minute. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Hey, Austin, Texas, you're listening to The Home Team with Troy, Wyatt, and Colton, minus Troy this week. This section is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where we finance the American dream by turning houses into homes. If you want to reach out to us, you can give us a call at 855-299-HOME. And this section is going to be a little bit about real estate. What do we got going on in real estate right now? No, not much in Austin, I've no, heard, no, right? No. We, we oh, talked no. a little bit earlier. Just It's not really slow out there, isn't it, Very Lisa? slow, very slow. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you're just kind of bored out there, aren't you? <laughs> right. Well, actually, people are taking vacations. All the realtors are taking vacations. Are out they? There. Are yeah, they really? Yeah. Is that the going thing going on? Going down to the Keys, relaxing. Is that what's going on? <laughs> well, because how many houses are, are, are up for sale right now um, on an average per month? Well, I know this is, of course, we all know this is that there's, you know, not enough homes out there sure. with everybody moving in. So mm-hmm. I don't have that exact data, but but it's it's it's, it's crazy. It's you know used to it's three months inventory is a yeah. pretty healthy market. Correct. Right, and now we're at like two days, three days. Yes. I mean, yeah. you know, three hundred go up, three hundred go down, yeah. and yeah. and so it's 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 tough out there. It's really hard for the. I really have compassion for the buyers. It is really really hard. So so it right is. now. Um, What's important if if you were gonna so first of all you you take care of both buyers and you list houses as well. That is correct. 
Um, I, I specialize more on the listing side, but of course, with what's going on right now, there's buyers everywhere, right? Right. Um, but I also like working with the listing side because even right now, a lot of people maybe want to sell their home, but they don't know where to go to next. Right. And can they even buy something next? Mm-hmm. And, and what's that option? What, I mean, and what are those options? And yeah. does it financially make sense? Right. You right. Know, so, well, it's a great opportunity if you're going to move out of town. Correct. Right? Or build. Or build. Yeah. So, so that out of town. Was, out of town. <laughs> well, it's it's hard to find a, a, a to be build as well, right? Correct. Right now, um, you're kind of looking at about probably a good year once you find a lot to build a house. Okay. But I think a lot of people are moving out to some of the areas like Jonestown and um, Jonestown's is blowing up. Spicewood. I mean, my husband and I just bought a lot out in Jonestown. It's crazy out yeah. there. Oh, Jonestown. Beautiful. I, well, you're, you're, the infrastructure is not too far away. You know, no. North Shore is what we used to call that, you know, Lake Travis area. Um, uh, is is You have Cedar Park and all that close yep, by. Eight miles from Cedar Park. So you have all all the infrastructure there that Cedar Park's put right. together. So it's really not on the boondocks anymore. Good restaurants. Yeah. I, I yeah. go golf out near Jonestown. We oh, go to Lago Vista all the time. Okay. So I wanted right to buy a lot. Y'all quit talking about Jonestown. No. Okay. I'm trying to still yeah. buy a lot out there. You don't hear us talking about Jonestown. No, I don't know. What is but a Jonestown? What, what, is what, Jonestown? Is, what is Jonestown? Oh, that's the place you dock your boat that's or bring right. your boat to. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, the thing is, is it's Marble Falls. It's, it's it's all Marble this, Falls, it's, it's Spicewood, I mean, Dripping Springs. All these places yeah. are, are, are growing. And, yeah. and so... Um, well, and the nice thing is with everybody working virtually, I mean, that's where you can mm-hmm. move to. You can afford a little bit bigger house. You The interest rates still are low. So you don't actually have to be in Austin anymore. Right. And that's the cool thing. And so that's what you're suggesting with some of your clients as well. I am, yes. Uh-huh. Now, if they want to buy a house, they need to be prepared. Definitely need to be prepared. What do they, what do they need to do? To, to, if they were going to give you a call, um, what would they have to kind of have set in place before they gave you a call? Well, I think just understanding the market and knowing that when you're out there, you're probably going to have 8 to 10 to 12 other offers on the same home. Okay. Um, so you definitely need to be prepared. You need to have a pre-qualification letter. Um, you definitely need to have all your finances in order. You need to be able to act quick. Let's say um, I... As a buyer, if we take you out and you find a home, within that next hour, you need to be making mm-hmm. a decision. You need to be having a contract put in. Um, things that are happening now, which are crazy, um, people are waiving option periods. People are waiving inspections. People are waiving appraisals. They're, they're, just they're so they waiving inspections? In. Inspections just to get the home. Mm-hmm. That's the only way they can compete. There's 10, wow. 12 others. And if you're a cash buyer, unfortunately, I had a listing... And I had probably 20 people the first day. I had 12 contracts the second day, and four of them were cash buyers. Wow. So you have to really have strategy. You've got to have a realtor who really knows how to go in and and do the contracts, do, you know, unfortunately, waiving those options is really probably one of the only ways. Being able to close fast, having a lender Mm -hmm. who can close fast. um, It just kind of sets you apart a little bit. It It, does. It's like, you know, I'm willing to not have these things done just I want the home. Correct. I want in. And, right. and not to take away from some of the young realtors yeah. out there, but 18 years must help you a lot in this yes. scenario and, and be able to navigate, negotiate, uh, and get your clients what they need in this this type of uh, climate. Yes, absolutely. And then, as I was sharing with you earlier, I was a banker, a mortgage lender before, and I'm not anymore, but I do understand that industry as well. So I do know like how to go in, pick your lender, how mm-hmm. can you get one so that you can close yep. even in three weeks. Okay. Um, 
So really, um, a good lender is important too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you need. And that's um, the side I'm on. So oh my I, gosh, I, I'm, it, it's very important. Your lender is mm-hmm. everything. And you know, being in the industry, having those connections, having those contacts. Um, you know, I'm highly organized, very efficient, Type A. So again, you attract those types of people. Sure. So having those on your team um, is really important. Absolutely. So yeah, well, that's that's good to know. So how would people get a hold of you? So several ways. Um, website is www.itrustrealtygroup.com. And phone number is really easy, 512-451. And it's home, H-O-M-E. I've always wanted a number like that. I love that with number. With home at the end of it. I know. And you sell homes. I know. And I want to help people hard, get in their homes. That's hard to find. Or sell their homes. Yeah. Yes. So, so one more time, what's that phone number? So again, 512-451-HOME. Or it's four six six three. Okay, perfect, perfect. perfect. And so, um, next thing is 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 right now, um, it's hard to get in. Uh, one of the things people are hearing right now is that you have to have cash also over asking price. Are you seeing that a lot? That is correct. Um, sometimes as much as even fifty, and I've heard a hundred thousand over mm-hmm. asking price. Price. Right. Wow. I was um, helping a someone list their home, and it was being listed for six fifty, and we were in the seven hundreds. Wow. Getting. Um, you know, contracts in at that price. Contracts. I saw I saw something the other day on uh, the internet. It had a picture of a clown, and he was like bragging about selling a uh, home over asking price. It was like realtors nowadays <laughs> yeah, explaining realtors. that they sold over. A- Everyone's doing it. Everyone's right. Doing it. I mean, right. it, every single place that you're going, that you're trying to buy, you have to offer over. Like, over. They're, yeah. Like I, I, you know about this, but my girlfriend and I, we we looked for homes and. We were offering twenty five to thirty over, and we thought they were great offers. I know. Well, you said and that would be just, amazing. You, yeah. yeah, you know, like wow, they're asking twenty thousand over. Go with them. Yeah, exactly. Now, like, go away. Like, sorry, yeah. we have a hundred over. Yeah, at, thank at, you, with cash. Thank like, you. No. Yeah. So the, the next thing is is um, so a lot of people out there they're kind of getting discouraged about buying a home. Um, uh, would you say to stop or just to start to keep on with the process? No, I would say stop. I think you just have to. It's all about setting, you know, expectations. You know, okay. really sitting down and um, setting the expectations, really finding out, you know, again, when their leases are up, um, you know, what their strategy is, what their time frame is. And, you know, really also looking at new construction. Okay. Some people really are having a hard time with the competition and they're looking at their eighth and ninth and tenth home. And so new construction is definitely, you know, a viable option. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have sometimes all that competition. Again, it's okay because you can move further out if you're working virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can help them with that, with the new new construction as well. Absolutely. One thing, um, being in Austin for over, gosh, 38 years, I've probably lived in every neighborhood. I've built probably 20 different homes. I've, so I've got a lot of experience selling homes. Right. I'm getting them ready to sell, even handling COVID right now with selling um, but I know the neighborhoods. And you know what to talk to about the builders so that they, they get the best deal. Correct. And yeah. even if you're, you know, selling a home, um, how to prepare it, going around, looking at the roof, the air conditioner, um, really from a building standpoint, um, helping them understand maybe some questions that might come up mm-hmm. when they go to list the home. And same thing on the buyer side, you know, going in and looking at the roof and the air conditioner, that's all a, the expensive, that's a big you know, one. your hot water heater, yep. Yep. cracks in the ceiling, the mm-hmm. foundation, you know, and then being in the industry so long, I have these amazing contractors and connections mm. and um, things like that. So it really helps being in an industry as long as I have 
because what comes with that is wisdom, connections, right. sure. things like that. And those so, connections can kind of well, the connections you, are key. Oh, connections, right. yeah. Well, I mean, because that's you, how I met you. Yeah, that's just correct. It's yeah. networking, yeah. right? And but that being said, is you know when you have a lot of stuff that you need to get repaired, if you're a listing right. agent and the inspector comes back and says all these things need to be repaired. You're like, oh, I just wanted to sell the house. Right. You can connect them with the, right. the people to, to fix that. And I can give them my wholesale prices, which are nice. Right. You oh, know? Perfect. So it's not being marked up marked or anything up. like that. Just to so. help them get through it. So the, my next question is uh, a lot of people out there going, well, it's so easy to sell a house right now. I'll just list it myself. Um, why, save why, money, right? Save, I'll, yeah. save, I'll save uh, you know, all the, the, the fees and, mm. and, and paying a realtor. Um, why would you suggest not? And, and, what, and, and why it's important to have a realtor in the, these times? Right. Well, good question. Again, doing this for 18 years, it's like there's so many things, even with the contract and all the outs on the contracts and people not knowing the outs, meaning when you um, put your house up and you've got, you know, 25 different people going through and then you get 10 or 12 contracts. How do you look at these contracts? Which one is the better contract? How do I negotiate the contract? Um, there's so many, there's so much legal jargon. I mean, people really don't realize all the details working with the title company, the appraisers, the lenders, um, the, well, the inspectors. Inspector, yeah. I mean, all that is each one of those is its own entity with thousands of details. And so what we like to do is just take all of those details off the plate for them, make right. it easy, make it simple. Um, well, the, inspect them, the inspector them. alone, if you don't know what you're doing, oh, you don't have to fix all the things they come back with for Correct. one. Uh, but you do need to fix some of the stuff. And, and so you know better on how to do that. So. Right. And how do they get a hold of you one more time? Again, www.itrustrealtygroup.com or 512-451-HOME, H-O-M-E. Home, I like it. Yay. No, that home does come in handy. At it the does. Phone, you know? I've, honestly, I've always wanted to find a phone number with like my, my last name or something. You just can't yeah. find it. So my number is 512-844-COLT. Colt. Yeah, yeah. right? You know, add your yeah. own yeah. name yeah. at home. the end of it. Something I like cool that. Like well, if you that. invite me back, I have a really funny story about that phone number. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you've been listening to The Home Team with Troy Wyatt and Colton, minus Troy, but with Lisa Danielson today of iTrust Realty Group. If you need to reach us, you can reach us at 855-299-HOME. Having trouble hearing us on 1370 AM? You've got to hear this. Catch Talk 1370 in crystal clear HD and 95.5 HD2. Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy and Wyatt, where we bring sports and money together for your education and entertainment. If you have any questions about anything we say today, please reach out to us at loansfromtroy.com or give us a call at 855-299-HOME. And as always, this segment is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where we turn houses into homes by financing the American dream. You know, guys, we use this segment for the longest time to help the the average person understand money. But right now with so much going on, I think we need to be a little more, you know, high, upper upper ideas and concepts and things like that. And so of course, you know, we're going to meld the money and the real estate section together and we've, you know, what do you do? You bring in an expert, you bring in Jenna Dubon from On Air Realty. Thank you. Yes, and you know, and talk about where's the best place for your money right now? I mean, we know a savings account has in it because it's 0.9%. It's yeah. been 0.9% for like 10 years. So, you know, um, you know, buying stocks and bonds and things like that is a lot easier 
and a lot less competitive than trying to buy a house. So putting money in safe places like that is also a good idea. But you got to think, mm. you've been at the top end of the the bond, the stocks, and all. Not the bond. You've been at the bottom end of bonds, but the stock market for quite a while. Yeah. So so you're, but you've also in the area. You've been at the top end of the housing market for a while. So at least if you lose in you know real property, there's an actual property versus the stock market is gone. It's just it's just in gone in like two seconds it's just like ask the people that invested in enron well there's no tangible there's no tangible yes. thing to hold it's right just... no you can't walk in it even right. if it's going down one of my mentors that was a, he lost so much money in the stock market to this day he's still taking a tax break from it <laughs> and he's like real estate he will only invest in real estate he won't go back into the stock market because he was like when the crash happened at least he could go into his properties and and stand there because mm-hmm. he still had something right and now i mean he, he's worth a lot of money now yeah. but it was it was tough for him for a little while Absolutely. And I've always been a believer of that, especially around 2014-ish, when every single home pretty much in America was worth more than it was in 2007. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everything that happened from 2008 to 2011 was recovered by 2014 ish, 2015 ish. I don't remember the exact time frame, but at some point I looked up and said, no matter what, if you just held on to it, you made it. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, you made your money, you made you made profit, things like that. You you their rentals, you you know, you yeah. may not have you may have just barely gotten by. But like you said, but those thousands upon thousands of stock companies that went out of business, you got nothing back. Okay. And so there, you know, the risk in my opinion is way less on a home compared to any stock. Now, as far as for stocks and things like that, you know, me, my I'm more of a, you know, you know, big companies, you know, things like that. So if they go out of business, you know, we may be, you know, we may be defending those homes with guns and stuff at that point, you know, kind of the ones I've invested in, (laughs) you know. So uh, I try to take as much risk out of the stocks as possible by the companies that I invest in. Um, But, but, but again, there is no guarantee. I mean, you know, you got to think, you know, Amazon, he got divorced a few years ago and had to split his company in half. But it's worth, you know, 20 million times more than it was then. But that's, that's the, that's the you know, because most companies and things like that happen, they fall apart. And I think the biggest thing, too, is is being taxed. Mm-hmm. So you, when you do stock market, they tax you about 40% of your profit, what you're making. That's a huge amount of money. Uh, you know, when you're doing investment property, at least for right now, because right. they are talking about changing things, 1031 exchanges are amazing. They're awesome to use. Good to point. not be taxed out. Mm-hmm. Also, you're, um, when you're getting, you know, let's say that you hold a property for 30 years, you do a refi cash out. That money you get the cash out on, you don't have to pay tax on it either. Right. So there's ways that people who have money utilize property in order to get more money. Mm-hmm. OPM is what I like to say, mm-hmm. other people's money. And, you know, with real estate, you can always do that. It's very difficult to do that with stocks. Um, you can borrow against stocks with them, but the rates are higher and things like that. But it's just it's just different. Definitely. It's just different. Um, you know, and that's one of the things, too. Uh, if you own investment property um, and you have just been thinking about equiting out maybe in the next year, two or three, it might be a better idea to equity out now. It, and you need to get with your CPA. You're talking and, about sales price and everything yes, going on. Your, you need to get with your <clears throat> tax attorney and things like that. Because what we what we're about to tell you is these are conjectures right now. There's no proof. There's no follow through. But it does appear that as of next year, 
capital gains tax will be your normal income tax. Which I think is ridiculous. Which moves from 15 or 20% to whatever tax bracket you're in. So right now it's at 15% if you make less than a half a million. It's at 20% if you make more than half a million. Okay? So if you sell a house and you make a $100,000 profit on it, and let's say you make a hundred ten grand a year, okay? That's you know up there, but it's not way up there, right? Mm-hmm. But you're still at the what thirty percent tax bracket. So your hundred thousand dollars this year, you would pay taxes. You would pay fifteen thousand dollars in taxes. Next year, you would pay thirty thousand dollars in taxes oh, because wow. it goes up to your income bracket. So. Um, that's what you need to understand, and so you need to look at that. So if you, it might be better to equity out this year before that happens. Again, I, I have not seen any finalities or things like that, but we do understand even the Republican base understands that we have to raise taxes. We right. have spent $6 trillion, and they've got a $2 trillion package ready for the next now this one's over the next eight years so it's not that big a deal you know but it's still two more trillion dollars yeah. we're about to put on the books um so you know we have to raise taxes there's not enough tax base there's not enough anything else so that's coming um you know we probably need to raise the minimum wage so we can enforce inflation up a little bit so that we can uh, <laughs> everybody's looking i'm just i'm just saying it's you know at some point you kick the can so far down the road to where the, there's no more road yeah Right. I mean, so we're getting there to where we're going to have to make it back up. This happened in, you know, the 80s and 90s. We had to kind of draw all that back in from that crazy 50s, 60s we did. I think we've printed, what, over 20% of actual money we have, Yeah. period, and we're already in debt so much, so our dollar's going to yeah. end up being worth much less. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we, you know, unfortunately, we do need inflation, you know, um, to help us get out of that. So, the, the, but these are things. So those are just something that you should look at. Now, again... We don't know for sure. Please get with your tax account and stuff like that. But you need to understand because, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, believe it or not, is the one that said it's not how much you make that really matters. It's how much you keep. That's very true. I think he got it from Warren Buffett or something. But that's still a good comment. I don't care where he got it from. Yeah. You know, know, if you make $2 million and you only keep 50000 you know, (laughs) what's the difference? You might as well have made 65000 That's right. (laughs) You know, um, and so and I've always lived by that kind of concept. That's why, you know, spending and toys and plays and stuff like that is not as important to me because it's about, you know, accumulation to some point. And so you need to be thinking about that. You need to look at that. You need to decide because it might be time to offload. It might be time to sell yeah. stocks. It might, you know, all sorts of things. Oh, definitely. You know, um, so because the tax is going to change. It is going to change. Now, what is going to change to, we don't know. Um, it is going to be more aggressive. I mean, there's no way that's not going to happen. How aggressive, we don't know. Since we have a split, you know, Senate, it's not going to be too aggressive. I don't think it'll be too bad just because these people that are in the Senate, they have money. They yeah. have property. And they're going to be looking at not hurting themselves. Right. Well, that's why they, it's so funny. Everybody gets kind of mad at, you know, rich people and their loopholes and stuff. I'm like, well. But that's why they're there. The senators in, in house, they put them in there so that they can take advantage of oh, them. Yeah. That's and why there's things there. you should definitely look at, like corporations <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, just protecting your property in general. Yeah. You know, and, and so that's, those are the things that you need to understand. You need to be looking at. Um, as far as which one, what do you think? Um, would you rather have, you know, stocks t- closer to the top of the? trading channel or would you rather have homes closer to the top of the trading channel? I mean, channel? well, obviously personally homes, yeah. but in the stock market, I mean, I, I know a lot of people, including myself, took a, a good loss over the last couple months. Well, not couple months, last month. Okay. It kind of just yeah. tanked a little bit. But with real estate, 
at least it is it's there it's tangible it's not it's not going away as quickly now i mean as far as tax wise especially right now i'd definitely would rather have real estate yeah absolutely um you know and i you know i always i'm a big proponent of both um you know, and the one thing I do think that everybody needs to understand when it comes to the stock market is you don't actually lose anything until you sell it. That's true. So there's a chance that you haven't lost anything. That's true. It does. And Warren Buffett, he, obviously I am not my own person, right? Warren Buffett said that the best time to invest in the stock market is when it makes you sick at your stomach to look at it. Yeah, that's yeah. but the dip that just kept dipping. That's that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the last time I felt that way was a year ago, back in March, when the when oh, the Dow yeah, got all the way was, down to seventeen ugh. and stuff like that. And that was, I mean, that was a good time. And that's the last kind of true buying time that I've seen. Uh, you know, we're we're nowhere near that. Um, so you know, yes, I do think that right now is a great opportunity to take some of your profits off the table if Definitely. you have them in the stock market. I think it's a good idea. I, I did. So I'm not I'm not recommending anything I haven't done. I would suggest in taking some of your profits off the pay table to protect against future tax brackets, to protect against, you know, I mean, obviously it's been a hell of a run, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at some point you got to start playing with house money, you know. So Definitely. you pull your But well, what are you going to do with that money when you take it out? <clears throat> you know, I don't know at the moment. Right? <laughs> I mean, I really don't. Wait for the the, the market to crash back again yeah. and and buy like Warren Buffett. Yeah. I put it into some, you know, tax sheltered bonds and things like that so mm -hmm. that it's not growing at like this 20 percent like houses are but it's protected um and so and it's off to the side and it's just kind of sitting there for me to decide because i don't know right e now, easy to get to yeah and yeah i can pull it out anytime so I, you know i don't know what is the best direction i would like to buy more houses but then there's also part of me that wants to sell more houses there's yeah. so much out there and so but no matter what we've always talked about it you you've got to take care of yourself first so you need to be out of debt. You mm -hmm. know, you need to have all all your your three to six, really. We've decided because of the pandemic, six months reserve. Yeah. You need to be maxing out your four hundred one k, and you need to own a primary residence. You know, and if you haven't done those things, then all this other stuff we're talking about doesn't matter. Right. You know, uh, and so, but once that happens, then you just start saving money. You know, um, and I've always had you know in everything I've ever done, every sales job or everything else, I've always you know I followed the leaders. I look at the top, I look at the leaderboard at every job I've ever been, and I watch those people and how they do it. And you know, it's same thing with money. Follow the money. You know, you just start looking at what successful people have always done and do what they do. You know, most of them will in, have no problem. They want to help you. Oh yeah, yeah. They just listen, read books, and, yeah. and there's always ways to start and get into property. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, most of them, like I said, they're so rich, they're just like, eh, hey, here, try this, yeah. it works for me, you know, and things like that. So, you know, never be afraid to think you can you can do this by yourself. Never be afraid to ask for help because yeah. there's somebody there that wants to help. Just follow somebody that has a proven track record of success and do what they do, and you will be successful. Yeah. All right, well, we hope you've uh, learned something over the last few minutes. If you have any questions, please reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com. Give me a call at 855-299-HOME. And as always, you can reach out to us on the Facebook. The Facebook. Which is the Home Team 512, and we'll see you in just a second. Austin's Talk, 1370. Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy and Wyatt, where we bring sports and money together for your education and entertainment. If you have any questions about anything we say today, please reach out to us at loansfromtroy.com or give us a call at 855-299-HOME. And as always, this segment is brought to you by 
Security National Mortgage where we turn houses into homes by financing the American dream. And this is the fun time, guys. You know, we have our superstar uh, Relator. 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 <laughs> Relator. Jenna Dubon from On Air Realty. Thank you for having me. Yes, and this is a, this is about, you You know, this is it's sports. This is the fun. We've already done our work. We hope that everybody's learned something, and now we just kind of want to talk about what is really important, which is who's the next coach for the UT Longhorns? They just announced it. Shut it. No, they've announced it. They announced it on Thursday. Uh, they're going to hire Chris Beard of Texas Tech. <clears throat> you know, and so we knew it was Thursday. Yeah. And the reason why we knew it was Thursday is because on Wednesday, they'd have had to pay $7 million in a buyout clause. But on Thursday, they only have to pay $4 million in a buyout clause. That makes sense. So, uh, you know, you leave it to CDC to save the university $7 million or $3 million and get his man. Right. Yeah. I'm, um, I don't know. You don't I mean, know? I, I don't. It's, it's a, it's a, a knee-jerk reaction. Do you think Shaka actually knew he was about to get fired and, and then he left? Or... He left because he saw the writing on the wall and left them kind of uh, wanting. No, I mean, I think he left because he was just. He left a lot of money behind because they'd have to buy him out. Yeah. So he, he, there must have been some conversations that happened in, in some closed door area. And he's like, I'm done. I, you or, know, I, I think, you know, you got to think. I mean, the University of Texas, when you are successful, there is no greater place to be. Right. Augie Garrido said, you know, hey, the risk, you know, the risks and the expectations are high, but so are the rewards. I mean, that's what Augie said. And he could handle when things didn't go well. Sure. Right. And the the issue for me with Shaka Smart was I like the guy. Nice, smart, intelligent guy. He, you know, he he brought in good kids, you know, and, and he, you know. But if someone so I, if someone doesn't follow through with their word, you gotta let yeah, them go. You know, and so it's it was harder. See, like for poor old Coach Herman, Coach Herman didn't quite understand that you know personality matters, right? And so you know he he there towards the end, he just he got a little gruff, he got a little, you know he kind of pushed people away, and so when it was time for him to go, it's time for him to go, right? You know, and people are like yeah, see ya, you know. But with Coach Smarty, was he's just he's just a good person. He means well. He just didn't have the success that he wanted, and I think the pressure became so much that he was leaving. He was leaving. You know, he already, he obviously yeah. had been talking to him yeah. a little bit in the background. You didn't just make a change like that and and switch over. So that yeah. that, that conversation's been going on. Yeah, I mean, he 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 had that job lined up, and you know, he was going to make a run, and he had a great team, and he had a great expectations, and you know, unfortunately, his team played the last two games right. the way his whole career was. I mean, they could beat Texas Tech by one in an amazing, just a gut wrenching performance, and then they could fall to Abilene Christian University. By fouling with a half a second left as a guy, you know their best free throw shooter. Right. You know, I mean, and that just that's just how his his tenure was here. Yeah, um, he just never quite made it. Yeah, the program is no better or worse than it was before he got here. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, but I mean, he he only made the the tournament half the time. Now, one year he won the NIT, but the other times he didn't. You know, he just he only made the tournament, you know, three times, and he went zero and three. So it was time for him to move on. Well, I, so so good move, but the thing is, is I don't know. Like you say, Chris Beard. You know, Chris Beard seems to me like he is just like Tom Herman. <laughs> I'm gonna get roasted by all of my friends and you know all of my Longhorn fans out there, but saying that, but it's it feels like a Tom Herman hire. Ex, you know, guy here's teach coach's assistant here. You know, went to the university here, went out. He's had success at one university. 
Now, now he took him to a, 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 a one shot away from a you know from a championship game. So he's gone all the distance, and they've done really well. But he hasn't done anything other really than that one year. Um, you know, so I, I don't I, know. I, 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 his teams are gritty. They play hard. You know, well, even Mac Brown uh, was given uh, some uh, shade on on the Longhorns uh, lately about how they are firing too many people. Yeah, you know, I think well, Mac Mac Brown had a soft spot for Herman. Um, yeah. Shaka's been here six years, and he went zero and three in the tournament. I right. mean, he got his opportunity. You know, um, well, I'm just saying, I, we're, we're, Chris Beard might not last very long either. Is what I'm saying. If he, you know, yeah, you think it's a two three year tenure? No, I mean it's basketball. I mean, as much as we love sports at the University of Texas, we will give basketball a few a little years. Bit more chance, yeah. You know, I mean, you go, th- you you go three years with a losing season in football, you're gone. You're gone. You go four years and you don't win a Big Twelve, you're gone. Right. I mean, and, you know, I mean, you have to think. I mean, Tom Herman went seven and three, and and the three losses, he was in every game. One of them, he fumbled at the two yard line to win it. Sure. One of them, they missed a field goal as time expired to tie it. And the other one, it was a fourth overtime. Those are his three losses. Right. And two of them were top 10 teams, Oklahoma sure. and Iowa State. So so those are three solid, respectable losses. I mean, I hate losing to TCU anytime. But, <laughs> but still. But you know what I'm saying? And he lost his job. So that's the difference of football and basketball. Sure. <clears throat> you know, if, if Shaka Smart had won two more games, he'd probably still be the coach here. Well, he probably would have told, mm-hmm. yeah, Marquette, thank you, but no thank you. I, I appreciate yeah. the last year of, of us talking because, yeah. you know, yeah. they've been talking for a yeah. while. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, he had, yeah, so, and that's just, that's just what it is. You saw some some players on that team were leaving because he got hired. Yeah, and we've, you know, some players there have resigned or wanting out because of this, so, you know, it's always a shakeup. Right, so, you know, right. well, it's always a shakeup. We'll right. see. You know, <laughs> I wish him the best of luck, though. Yes. I really I, do. Yeah, and so I, I want to think forward. And like, Herman as well. Yeah, and Chris Beard, he's a, he's a dog. I mean, his players are mean. They're nasty. They play really? hard. He's a dog. I mean, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. Call I mean, you know, dog, dog man. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, but it's hard. It's hard to turn blue chip players into dogs. You know, um, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you look at you know Brown, Chris Brown, great player, but they needed him to be a dog. Uh, that last game he played in for the year. And he couldn't. He couldn't do it. He couldn't. You know, he had a hard time being a dog, and he could have been a great one. He could have been drafted in the ter- in the lottery from his defensive abilities alone, and learned just like Kawhi Leonard, and learned how to be an offensive player as he developed in the NBA. But it's just harder. You know, they're just different because you have to think that these top level basketball recruits, mm-hmm. they've been coddled, adored, loved by their fans and friends since they were like eight years old. You know, and so when you then you go to the university and you somewhere and they say, hey, don't don't shoot again. Get in there and beat that kid up and get a rebound. It's hard for them right. to do that. But is he a dog like Bob Knight was Texas Tech or very similar? But is not, he really? But without throwing the chair and punching the kids. He doesn't he didn't throw he's punch the, kids. Yeah, he's a millennial <laughs> dog. I mean, he his, his players, uh, his players fight for him. There, there's some cussing going on. There. Well, and they, but they do. His players, yeah. they fight for him. And it's fun to watch. Like I said, if it wasn't Texas Tech. I would enjoy watching them. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Really? Yeah. I mean, so I'm excited about that. It's just that I don't know. I'm I'm not. It's not a for sure deal. Like to me, Steve Sarkeesian, the football coach, that's a for sure deal. 
I mean, in my mind, I've already hoisted the national championship trophy over my head and taken pictures with it. Really? Yeah. I mean, in three years, I will have been down there and with when they. You actually are going to hold it though. Yeah. That's that's in your vision. Yeah. I mean, you know, it takes a lot of donations to do that. But yes, yes, it'll be over my head. We're going to have to introduce a couple more people. And they will Photoshop, you know, the quarterback and Coach Stark behind me. You know, I'm okay with that. That's good because we just don't know who the quarterback's going to be in that time. So what about baseball now? Um, Texas, Texas played at the Aggies. Who won? Uh, well, the Aggies, the Aggies threw out like Saturday starters and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and we were playing a Tuesday mm-hmm. game to get our kids warmed up. They, 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 two, 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 oh, though. Yes. Right? And it was, they, the Aggies had like three hits and two of them were bombs. Okay. One of them hit like almost the top of the light pole. It was a bomb. But they, but nonetheless, I mean, Texas was, is doing good. They oh, start, yeah. they had a rough start this year. They went <laughs> 0 and 3, and then they've gone like 17 and uh, 17 and 3. Or, well, that's the Longhorns we know. Uh, four, that's I the mean, Longhorns I used to go yeah, watch. And, and I'm telling you, they're they're doing it in every fashion. The Texas baseball team, if you like baseball, sorta, you should be watching the Texas you said baseball. Sorta, because I mean, that's just, uh, just, there's a lot of sorta fr- th- uh, fans out yeah, there. You're right. Though. If you like baseball, sorta, sorta, you should be watching the the Longhorns because they can win a game 15 to one. Two to one, you know, eight to six. They can win a game anyway. They can win it in overtime. They can win it in the first five innings. I mean, they can win a game anyway. And I mean, they've come from behind, you know, and won games. They beat, uh, let's talk about the last few weeks. They played South Carolina, Baylor, and Oklahoma in the last few weeks, okay? When Oklahoma was here, Oklahoma over the weekend scored nine runs. Oklahoma, until that, has scored nine runs a game. Oh, wow. You know, and so in South Carolina, same thing. They came in like, I don't know the number now. It's been a while, but scoring like 11 runs a game or something. They walked out of here scoring six runs. So they can pitch too. Yeah, um, you know, and they couldn't pitch in the beginning, and they could, but it was just it was just a tough start. I mean, you glue me, I'm all good. I know. I, yeah. I, well, and uh, also it's it's a good time to go watch them. Weather's nice. Yeah. They serve beer now at the yeah. at the stadium. Uh, tickets aren't too expensive, so and, and just so you know, if you didn't know this, especially like Jenna, that the the and apparently in Bryan College Station, there's no more COVID because they had full stands and no masks, so there's no COVID. So you can go watch a baseball game now. It's, it's you're good. <laughs> I think it's still social distancing. <laughs> I did. I was looking up there. I was like, wow. I was watching that. Yeah, you know, the Aggies have won two games this in the last year that they weren't supposed to win. They beat Florida and they beat Texas, okay. and both times they had exceeded the state mandate of of fans and stuff. So they had to cheat to win. Oh, goodness gracious. So, so full of it. So full of it. You just can't take a beat. They got beat 2-0 for, yeah, just got beat. Yeah. That's it. No, I watched, I watched, uh, I did not watch the first couple innings, but I watched every every pitch after the first couple innings. And I tell you what, those two pitchers, they pitched amazing. You're talking I mean, about the Aggies? The Aggies. Or, yeah. They were, I mean, that, that big lefty that came in and closed out the game was throwing sliders and fastballs that looked exactly the same. And that's how you win games yeah. usually. I mean, you they, have to have good pitching. Yeah, period. you know, and I mean, they, you know, and they came to play. And like I said, hey, two, they only gave up two runs and they were both bombs. And other yeah. than that, you know, and each pitcher for the Longhorns gave up a run. So, right. I mean, it was, you know, good game. It time. was a great game. If you like pitching and suspense, like I said, if you sort of like, baseball these texas longhorns are a good team to watch now i like watching pitching games when it comes to like uh, watching on tv but i like them uh, home runs when you go watch it live I, you, you never know what you're gonna get when you show up to watch the university of texas baseball That's team right. hey you've been listening to the home team with troy and Wyatt. we hope you've enjoyed what you've heard and of course thank you to our special guest jenna dubon with on air realty if you have any questions reach out to me at loans from troy.com hey and we'll see you next week We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.